Welcome back, everybody. This is Eric and Chad here with Iraq Veteran 8888. Today, we have another gun gripe episode for you, and we're going to be posing the question, should you defend yourself with an NFA item? Ooh, spicy. This is, this is getting into some kind of gray territory, right? So mm. we're going to kind of get into this a little bit and uh, have a little bit of fun. I, I think you'll you'll like some of the points we're going to make in this particular video, especially if you're an NFA owner. Um, you know, maybe you'll see where we're coming from on this. Uh, before we get started, I would like to thank our friends at Sonoran Desert Institute for supporting our gun gripe episodes. If you're looking for a career in gunsmithing or anything in the firearms industry, they are a great group of people with some wonderful distance learning programs. Their instructors are awesome. They take a wide variety of different financial aid. So if you're looking for a career in the gunsmithing world, look no further. SDI, great group of people. Tell them we sent you, Sonoran Desert Institute. Mm -hmm. All right. So, is it legal? First of all, we're not a legal authority. Okay, I'm not a lawyer. He's not a lawyer. But it's pretty easy to discern. Okay, is it legal to defend yourself with an NFA item? The short answer, absolutely. Yes. It's, it's still a firearm, but NFA items are registered. So, most people, they shy away from carrying one for self-defense just because... They don't want to have to go through all the red tape, you know, with it being locked up in evidence and all this happy crap and then trying to go through all this process to get it back. It's like, mm -hmm. well, I went through all this trouble to, you know, acquire this item and paid this tax on. I don't want to lose it. I mean, but the thing is, though, NFA items are very practical firearms for defensive situations in most cases. Absolutely. So why would you not want to use that said item to defend yourself with? I mean, okay, say, for instance... Um Back in the late 70s or the early 80s or something, you bought a Swedish K, you know, with a 60-round coffin mag or something, you know. <laughs> and, and, you know, say that, you know, at this point in your life, I don't know, you're you know, 50, 60 years old or whatever, and someone kicks in your door and tries to kill you or your family, and you use that gun to eliminate the threat, are you in the wrong for doing that? No, of course not. I mean, it's your right to use. I mean, they, they just picked on the wrong house, right? I mean... It, it's a tool at the end of the day, yes. right? Now, a lot of people buy NFA items for collection purposes, for investment purposes. So typically what a lot of people do, especially with transferable NFA items, is they'll have you know a special safe or a vault where they store all that stuff and they keep it all oiled and you know tagged and logged and, and, and they don't have a scratch on it. You've got guys that have got like unissued guns that have never even been fired and it's more of an investment. And some people own NFA items. And don't even really go out and use them. It's just for speculation or investment purposes. Mm -hmm. And they don't really see the practicality in using an actual item like that in a defensive situation. So we'll go back to the original question. Should you use an NFA item in a defensive situation? Well, look, here's the thing. I think that you should do whatever the heck you want to do. But there are some things that you probably need to sort of keep in the back of your mind uh, when you are considering using NFA item in defensive situation. Now, the reason that the gripe even came up is because Chad and I were discussing it earlier because I use a lot of NFA items and I do have NFA items in my home that I use for self-defense, including suppressors and machine guns. Okay? That's just a fact of the matter. All right? Should you? Can you? Yes. Should you? All right, we'll go over the should part. All right. Here Prosecution. Okay, a prosecutor. Again, I'm not a legal authority and neither is Chad, but I've seen no. enough crap happen and I know how these prosecutors are. Okay. They're going to hold that thing up in court and they're going to go, he deployed not only a 
automatic gun, but a fully automatic gun. And they're going to look and they're going to try to paint you as this evil person who went out of your way uh, to create a very, very considerably more deadly set of circumstances to defend yourself with. And, and, and you know how they always go after the ammo? You notice that? Mm. When the prosecution, they go, oh, well, he used a special expanding bullet that's designed to be more deadly and all of this sort of stuff, right? Mm. So they always try to paint you as some person who maliciously prepared a situation in advance and lied and you lied and wait in the bushes with your machine gun and, and waited for this poor robber to kick your door open and threaten well, to kill you. You knew he family. was there because he tripped the trip wires beforehand, right? Well but they want to try to paint a picture <laughs> that you went out of your way to create a deadlier than normal if that's even a thing. Yeah. They try to paint the picture that you went out of your way to do something terrible to someone. Alright, so two things. Number one Cops carry hollow points, all right? So they carry ammunition that is more deadly, right? Yeah. Number two, the criminal that, you know, the criminal that came to your house came to your house, right? You're not going looking for trouble. Someone came to you. (laughs) So, I mean, like, if they have to come to me... They're going over the hills and far away. I mean, it's not it like they're they're going out of their way. Okay, so it's like I can reasonably assume that it's not a lost postman or, you know what I mean? So all of that aside, right, if you do decide to use an NFA item in a defensive situation, you're still beholden to all of the things involving a shoot, yep. right? You're still responsible for that shoot. It's either a good shoot or a bad shoot. And part of the, the way that I tend to kind of mm-hmm. rationalize and look at the situation of, of self-defense, and again, I'm not a self-defense expert and I'm not a legal authority. We it's don't just, look like lawyers. It's just my opinion, okay? But the way I look at it, it's like you live where you live, right? And if you've got signs up everywhere and gates and all types of random things they need to break to get there, it's like they're not there by mistake, right? Like if they have to come to you and mm-hmm. you end up having to defend yourself and there's a guy whose wallet has an ID in it and it's five cities away and you don't know him and you've never seen him, you don't know them from Adam, chances are you're probably okay. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, was your life in Beyond the minutia of when you should shoot, when you shouldn't, mm-hmm. we're not going to get into that. That's up for every person. to. Ha- At the end of the day, you end up going to court, a prosecutor's going to hammer you for using a machine gun or using suppressor. Oh, you mm-hmm. used a suppressor on your gun because you wanted to be like an assassin and hide and, and blah, blah, blah. You know, they're mm-hmm. going to try to paint the most evil picture of you they possibly can <sighs> using the broadest paintbrush and the worst, ugliest colors they possibly can. So... The question is, should you? Well, that's up to you. I mean, do you feel confident that when you have your day in court over the shoot, are you going to be able to articulate um, the reasoning for for doing that? Well, for me, the answer is absolutely, because my life is worth defending with a machine gun. My my hearing is worth protecting with a suppressor. And who, who, who are they, speaking about the prosecution here, who are they to determine... What tools should be necessary for the defense of your life? That's up to the individual. Right. Like, you choose your tools. It's like playing the game. It's like, choose your weapon. Right? You're choosing your defensive firearms or your defensive tools. Whatever you think is necessary to protect yourself, your family, your home, your community, the whole nine yards. We always say this. 
Right. All right. So the suppressor. The police run select fire ARs. Yes. The SWAT team has select fire. All right. Was their life more important than mine? When they go home at the end of the day, they're still a dang civilian. And see, they don't have to go through all the red tape that regular civilians do either because they're exempt. That's another gripe well, they, for another day. They check it out of the armory. They do, but they're still exempt right. while they're on the job. But anyways, look. So suppressors. All right. Suppressors on defensive firearms are... <laughs> it is a hotly debated subject. So, like, It really is. Right, look. If you, if you want to have... Uh, a Glock 17 or whatever the case is besides your bed with a suppressor on it just so you know you don't blow out your eardrums in a defensive situation inside your home you know all that that's fine but John Lovell says I want it loud and proud and I want the entire neighborhood to know what's going on in my house you know and I want all the criminals that might not be in my house yet to know what's going on in there too and think twice about entering that premises further like Let's get the hell out you know, of here, you know. You're absolutely correct. But and I think John is correct. I think that, so too. That's a very astute observation. Sometimes making a ton of noise is good because it lets any, if there's any other bad people, they're going to be like, oh, crap. Yes. Oh, now, boy. Do suppressors have their place? Absolutely. Do they have their place in a defensive situation? Well, most defensive situations that normal people, normal citizens would ever find themselves in, likely not. But they have their place, okay? We can talk about that later. But now, all right, going back a little bit, would I choose to use a transferable machine gun as a defensive tool in my home? Likely not. Not me personally. I don't think that I would want to use one, especially if it's something highly valuable, right? Because I don't want something like that locked up in evidence and God knows what's being done to it, you know? That's true. Um, Because literally these days, they are an investment. Back Back in the 80s when... Transferable machine guns were still prevalent and cheap, and you know, pre eighty six, before the Hughes Amendment came down the pipeline. Uh, yeah, if you were in a defensive situation, you owned a, a Mac eleven or something. Then yeah. yeah, by all means, if you want to use that in your home, I mean, they, they were the same price as the semi autos back then. Um, but these days, mm, likely not. You could probably just use a normal semi automatic tool for the job. But SBRs, short barrel shotguns. Oh yes, absolutely. Oh yes, excellent. Home defense tools. You better believe it. And that's a great observation. Right. One other observation I want to bring up that you kind of made me think about when you were going into that. Um, another thing, okay, is you, in a defensive situation, any, honestly, any situation, right? If you're just at the range shooting, you own every round that leaves the barrel of your, of your gun, yes. okay? So if you get into a panic, I mean, it's easy to do. It's, it's easy to panic, right? It happens to the best of us, no matter how hard we might be. There's sometimes that moment where a little bit of the combat fog sets in in a, in a crazy situation. Do you really want to indiscriminately fire a machine gun in your home knowing that each of those rounds could potentially hit someone you don't want to hit? You're more precise with a semi mm-hmm. because you're you're owning every shot. You're, you're being careful and you're choosing what you do. And, and you're mm-hmm. forced to be more methodical when you're running semi-auto than if you have a machine gun and you can just sort of, you know, pepper everything. Now, I'm not saying that it doesn't have a place, but I think that for the average person who you've gotten woken up at 1 o'clock in the morning and it's late at night and, and you don't know what's going on and what you're going to grab a you know machine gun and start spraying through your home, likely not. We're not saying you can't. You have the ability to. Now, should you, that's up to every person to decide. Now, on the line of SBSs and SBRs, okay, you know, 
if any random long gun can be an SBR, and let's just say you have an engraved SBR that's on the books, you paid the taxes on it, and you end up grabbing, in fact, perfect example for me, my SBR stays behind, beside the bed because it just happens to be the one that I've got set up the way that I have for my home gun. All right, now if that gun winds up in evidence where I'm going through some legal situation because someone uh, broke in my home and tried to hurt my family and I had to do, uh, you know, some, something, you know, I had to protect myself or whatever, Okay, you know what? I don't care. An SBR, SBS, I don't give a crap if that thing's in evidence, you know, during a, you know, that situation, whatever. There's ways to get it back, whatever. But be that as it may, at the end of the day, I think the other important talking point is you, I, I'd rather be judged by 12 and carried by 6. Okay, so if an SBS, SBR, machine gun, suppressed, NFA, whatever, any type of NFA item, if the NFA item is what you need at that moment to protect yourself and come out on the other side alive and well, then so be it. That's what, because alive is alive, is alive and dead is dead. And at the end of the day, whatever you use to protect yourself is totally valid as an option. Just to understand that they are going to definitely paint you in a very terrible light because that's just what these prosecutors do. A lot of them are very anti-gun to begin with. They they it wouldn't if you took a single shot shotgun with one buckshot round in it and a bad guy came in your in your home and was threatening to kill you or you know it was just a cut and close self-defense 110% close, you know easy to tell like yeah this was totally self-defense and you had one round in a single shot they would still find a way to go, oh, well, he used not only just a, a shotgun round, he used a, a buckshot round, which is meant to, no. you know, kill large animals. No, you know, no, they no, would no. always no. try to paint you in the worst no. picture possible because you used a firearm to defend yourself. What he used was the slug with the bear on the box. All right. Yeah. So look, but right. this isn't for this isn't for people. This is for bears, which means he chose a bear hunting gun. To defend himself yeah. with instead of a person. Yes. They think that way. And it's dumb to us because yeah. we understand that tools are tools and guns are tools. But just understand, they don't look at that in the light that we do. Nope. All right. So, look. Perfect case in point here um, with regards to short-barreled rifles. Okay. So, you take a common Glock. Right? Glock 17, Glock 34, Glock 17L. Right? You've seen these guns on the channel here. All right. You've also seen their SBR variants. All right? We have a couple of the B&T chassis with Glock 17Ls in there. Having a handgun in a stock chassis just vastly improves the capabilities of that firearm. 100%. Right? Not only to an experienced shooter, but also to an inexperienced shooter. If all right, Say my wife, for example. She shoots revolvers quite well, okay, like little snub-nosed guns. She doesn't shoot regular semi-automatic handguns very well, but she shoots the chassis guns extremely well, and I would rather her have the capability of being more accurate, more precise, putting those shots where they need to be to count, right, than inadvertently, you know, squeezing off rounds and pulling low left and shooting the ground or shooting the ceiling, that sort of thing. And God forbid, hitting a child yes. or... All right, that's but, you have to be precise. But like I mentioned early in the video, many of these NFA firearms, like the short-barreled rifles, are immensely more useful in that configuration, especially when you're talking about handguns put into a rifle format. 
They are immensely useful tools, and we have stressed it time and time again, and we have proven it time and time again. They are so much better at doing the job, and that would be something that is argued in court if you ever found yourself in that situation, too. But the thing is, I would rather be more accurate with my firearm and make sure that I came out on top of a situation like that where someone is trying to hurt me or my family than take the chance of not being well prepared, um, you know, just with my skills, okay, mm-hmm. with a particular arm. All right. I'd rather have every advantage I can. And having that firearm in that configuration gives you a definite advantage. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with taking every advantage you can to no. make sure that you increase your survivability. No. Okay. And, and I don't human think anyone, nature. yeah, it's human, human nature to want to survive and live through a bad situation. So I don't think anyone's wrong in doing that. No. I'll just end this, this particular gun gripe by just mentioning that. I do like the braced handguns a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, you notice that the, the pistol braces are a huge, huge, huge thing right now. Lots of folks like them um, because you don't have to worry about any of the NFA paperwork because in terms of the legalities of the whole thing, it's a it's a handgun. It's still a handgun. So, you know, you can have a, a gun that is set up in a very similar configuration, maybe not exactly as usable and exactly as precise as having a full-on actual stock on a gun, which is arguably more precise and more consistent, uh, but can certainly get you in a very similar territory for having a nice, short, compact package as a vehicle gun or as a home defense weapon without having to go through all of the rigmarole of involving an NFA item in a, in a legal defensive shooting. So just something to think sure. about. Uh, very similar situation, right? Say that people are traveling. And this is getting off on just a slightly different tangent. We've mentioned it in a few other videos, but I'll just bring it up here. All right? Traveling with NFA items, okay? I'm not going to get into a lot of detail, but like, all right, say I need to go to another state to go on a hog hunt. Like we went out to Texas to go hunt at Ox Ranch, and Chad wanted to take 300 blackout. Well, instead of taking an SBR, you just take a pistol lower. You have to file just, forms to be able to transport SBRs over state lines. So having the line. pistol lower is handy because then you can just travel with it out of state to go hunt or whatever, and you don't have to worry about all the red tape and all the horse crap. And let's say, God forbid, your 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 rifle case gets lost or they lose it or it's stolen or whatever might happen. It's damaged or something. Then you don't have to go through all the stupid paperwork to report a stolen NFA item or a lost or destroyed NFA item, which is a whole series of bullcrap. Then you got to start the process all over again. Oh, I need to replace this SBR. Now it's another nine or 10 months of paperwork and another $200 tax stamp. And then now you're back to square one. So, yep. Anyway, to get in, to finish the gripe, I mean, okay, is it legal? Yes. Should you? That's up to every person. Um, I, I would say just approach with caution and, and just be sensible about things, right? Just just use your brain and just, you're going to know if the situation's right or not. But at the end of the day, alive is alive and dead is dead. And if it's what you need to protect yourself and it's the tool that you deem necessary for your freedom, then by gosh, use it. Just be prepared to... I guess we would say that the euphemism would be to own the situation, mm-hmm. own your actions, take full ownership of your actions. If you use anything, it doesn't matter if you use a pipe wrench and knock somebody over the head. It doesn't matter. If someone's trying to hurt you, you own your actions with confidence. I did the right thing, and here's why. And I can articulate it. Here's why I did it. This is it. I'm the victor. I'm alive. 
And, and this is why, right? I was in fear of my life for whatever reason. Bam, this is the tool I had at my disposal. This is what I used. End of story. You own your actions. As long as you do that, you know, they're going to have a hard time trying to paint some terrible picture of you that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. So, easy enough. something to think about. Indeed. Keep that in your minds. You know, we wanted to make this video. Chad and I were discussing it earlier. I thought it'd be helpful to some of you for us to kind of elaborate on it. And maybe we sort of gave you a little bit to, to chew on in your minds that maybe you didn't consider before. So, mm-hmm. keep that in mind. Um, have a great day. Many more videos on the way. I definitely want to take a moment to thank all of our Patreon supporters. You guys are amazing. Thank you for supporting what we do. And uh, also, if you want to support the channel directly, go over to Ballistic Inc., pick yourself up an awesome t-shirt, and uh, show your support for the channel. Also, a lot of your favorite content creators are on Ballistic Inc. as well, and they have shops. So if you want to support them, go over and pick up a shirt from their shop. All of those funds will support your favorite content creators when they're putting out these videos for you. Just make sure you shop at our shop and not Tim's. That's right, yeah. Yeah. Don't shop at Tim's shop. Well, actually, go buy Tim's shirts and Mr. Guns and Gear shirt and my shirt and, you know, anyway. But just put, yeah, just select us, though. Buy ours first. (laughs) All right, anyway, have a great day. Many more videos on the way. We'll see you soon. Bye, guys.